You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm joined by Steve and Vicky today. What a surprise. We're back. Yeah, we're here. We're here once again. We're excited. We're in the kitchen today. We are. We moved location because the uh, school transformation that we talk a lot about is actually happening in our normal location right I wonder now, if they so. can hear us. We should probably be talk. I should probably talk quieter. Maybe. They'll be okay. <laughs> so we, uh, we're right in the middle of uh, getting ready for kids' matter or not. We talked about last week and... It's 104 today. It's not 104. It's going to only be 100 today. You're embellishing. Tomorrow's going to go down. It's going to be 86 by Friday. Once you say the word 100 in terms of temperature, (laughs) it doesn't matter what number, really. (laughs) True. We live in an oven, and it's going to be oven hot today, and everyone's working out there. That's right. So it's really like, whoa. We get to sit in air conditioning and record a podcast. You're taking Luke's side. Okay. Every once in a while. Every yeah. now and then. I try to, I try to, stumbles on an ear I try to play the, the balancing act between the two. You're you good. I try You're not like, to take sides too many times. We call you so. diplomat. Yeah. That's, yeah. So. Call him Matt for short. <laughs> dip. Dip. <laughs> you call him dip, I'll call him Matt. That may way will take my side more often. <laughs> I won't tell him what I used to call him. Okay. Go ahead, Luke. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know what to, where to go from there. So I think. We'll just dive into our Let's scripture today. Let's read the today. Bible. Yeah, I love reading that? the Bible. All Let's right. read the Bible. So, oh, I'm in the wrong Bible version. It's First John. First yes. John chapter 2, verse 1. 18. No, no, 18. First John 2, 18. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Luke. Yes. Okay. It says, uh, children, it is the last hour. And just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have appeared. From this... We know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out, so that it would be shown that they all are not of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it. And because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Well, Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father, and the one who confesses the Son has the Father also. As for you, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you will abide in the Son and in the Father. Is John writing this? Yes. Because it's First John, but because some of them are like they say the names, isn't one like Mark write, writes it for Peter or something? Isn't there a book? I think yeah, there is that. So that, so I don't want to be legend silly. Legend has it, and most people believe, but this is John. The way he's wordy makes me think it's Paul. Just the way he's wordy at the end. The abiding, the abiding. Go ahead, Steve. I'm sure you have. <laughs> you're ready to roll, uh, rock and I'm, roll. I'm lost yeah. now. Anyway, oh, no. no, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, so this this is the problem Paul uh, John was facing and all the apostles were facing is when people heard the gospel, they received it with joy, kind of like the sower went out to sow seeds and the seed found good soil and blossomed with joy and then it withered away and died. Or the one that the cares of the world and the deceit of the world, 
led them astray. And what he's talking about is how Christianity, when it would leave John, when it would leave his church, would change and the people would change it and change the truth to the point of denying the lordship of Jesus Christ, even like making him someone else like what is you know relevant today's world is people change the identity of Jesus Christ. He says that he is the son of man. He is God, God as man, and that he is the Emmanuel. He's the Christ. You know, he said, it's I am him. I am the Messiah. And they would try to change it. The whole Bible teaches what the Messiah will be, but they didn't have the Bible readily available to them. They didn't have the, the old covenant and all that readily available. And they would change it. And he says, well, they were with us when they were with us. But when they went out, they changed the story. They made it fit their life or they made it fit the life of those they were preaching at. They said, let's act like them so that they'll receive what we're saying. And then they became, then they perverted the gospel, mm. the, the, the identity of Jesus Christ, rejecting him. And what John's saying is if you reject him and who he says he is, then you reject the father. And if you reject God as your father, you're rejecting Jesus as your Christ, as your the propitiation of your sins. Um, it's an interesting word, propitiation. It's the removal. It's the complete dealing with. It's the, almost like it dissolves, you know, mm. um, like kind of like in the end game movie of the Avengers where people just dissolve into dust, kind of like that. The, the, your sins just dissolve into dust. Jesus, when, as Jesus is the Christ, right? Yep. And if you go out and people would go out and change change it that, if you follow Christ, he wipes out your sin. Therefore, you can do anything you want because he continues. Sin just wipes out and they change the truth and they don't live in obedience any longer. Um, a thing called Gnosticism. Some, they said they had a special, they, they, because they're with Christ, they have the Holy Spirit. They hear the voice of God and they say that the voice of God told them that their, that their flesh doesn't affect their spirit. Mm. And so then they change the gospel. And that's what John's talking about. They go out from us. Once they leave, they no longer believe what they believed here. They no longer teach what they, we taught here. And then they change the gospel to a different Christianity. They, they say they're with us. They say they are what we are, but they're not. And I, I, I've seen that so many times here on earth. So many people, they, they leave us and I say, stay true to what you've been taught. Yeah. And within no time, they don't believe what they were taught any longer. So what is what is it they're taught? What is, what is the truth? Is just the words of Jesus? Is it's, that you're it's saying? It's what Jesus is saying, and you and I have the Bible and the red letters, and uh, you know the reason the red letters were identified is someone much like me, who God was really leading to listen to Jesus, decided to highlight the words of Jesus because of all the times Jesus said, "My words will will judge you. My huh. words will bless you. You know, if you hear my words and act upon them, your life will stand in storms." If you hear these sayings of mine, you'll have eternal life if you act upon them. If you if you follow me, imitate me, listen to me. And he says so many things about his words, you know, like, like my words will never pass away. That's right. And people go out and they change it to what Elijah said or what Moses said or mostly what David said. And David and Solomon. And they, they, they begin to change the gospel to be what David and Solomon lived. Well, I don't want what David and Solomon huh. lived. I do no. want to see God like David and Solomon saw Absolutely. God, but I don't want to live the way they lived. I want the Holy Spirit with me that they didn't have. And so to do that, John is saying, you know, you have to stay close to the truth that the, that, that is being taught. And their only Bible, like when they, when Paul wrote, we are the epistles written on our hearts for all men to see, hmm. he wow. meant 
We are it. We're the, the only way you can find out what Jesus says, come to us. Wow. We'll tell you. It's yeah. interesting. And, and it's like the uh, game telephone where you whisper in someone's ear and they whisper in the next guy. <laughs> and then at the end of the line, the story's completely changed. Yeah. So these people would tell what Jesus said and they would go out and they would preach what Jesus said, but they'd change it. And the next person would change it again until the, they, they, weren't, they aren't with us any longer. You and I today have such amazing amazing value in that we have it written down for us. Yeah, it's good. And that Luke compiled it and Matthew compiled it and Peter dictated it to John Mark and, you know, and John himself sat down and said, I have written these things for the reason of helping you believe that Jesus is the Christ. Mm -hmm. And with the things he said, John writes that twice. He says, these things I wrote in the spirit to try to tell you what the truth is. Mm -hmm. And so that you can believe truth. And I, I don't want to be arrogant and say, I know truth. I want to be one of those people who says, I want my truth tested every day. Man. If, if, if yeah, it needs good. to change, I want it to be more and more like what Jesus literally said, what the spirit is literally saying. I want to have ears to hear. Jesus said it over, have, having ears to hear, they hear, or having no ears to hear, they don't hear. Having eyes to see, they see. And he says it at the, at the beginning, and he says it even in Revelation to, to John. Having eyes to see, ears to hear, that's what I want. Mm. And, I, and, and so that we don't go out from the truth and change the truth. So or good. people who hear the truth, here in our community, people's lives change. They walk in the door as somebody that's kind of like in a cloud. And, and they just really don't like their life. And they really don't like who they are. And they, they, the world's telling them who they are and they don't like it. And they come here and we just live what we believe and we preach what we see and we get them to read Jesus and we love on them. Just, I mean, in, in, in ways that aren't what the world would say is love. We teach them, we tell them right from wrong. That kind of, we teach them more like a child, like, like one of our children. And, and their life gets better. And, and everyone in the community says, yes. I mean, they all raise their hand. My life's the best it's ever been. I like myself the best I ever yeah. have. Now, their childhood dreams of becoming a fireman or becoming a pilot or becoming a policeman or becoming a nurse, you know, doctor. Those things aren't happening here. We're not teaching those things. We're teaching the kind of character of following Jesus that you could be any of those things if you wanted to be. If, if, God, called, if God called you to be right. those things. But what happens that when they leave... It's so weird, and people think it's a criticism, is they go out and they don't live what they learned here. They really don't live what they learned here. And I'll be talking to them on the phone, and I'll ask them, so is your life as good as it was here? Or how's your life doing? Oh, man, I'm really struggling. Where was your life good well, was when I was with you? Well, then why don't you return? Why don't you or, or start doing what you did here? Return to the words of Jesus. Yeah, return yeah. to the again. truth that yeah. we taught you don't and the methodology. Don't lose those. Apply the principles where you're at or come yeah. back yes. to get reset. Yeah, yes. come back yep. and get reset for yep. a while or just reset yourself. Yep. You know the truth, just it, apply it. That's right. Get back to it. But it is really quite frequent that people don't apply the truths we're teaching them, which is read the words of Jesus and act upon them. Amen. It's that simple. Yeah. Find out what the context of the apostles' writings are. They have to, it has to measure up with what Jesus is saying. You can't say the apostles are saying something. Contrary. And then say, well, that would eliminate everything Jesus taught. Hmm. They didn't. They weren't contrary. And they didn't. They uh, weren't conflicting at all. That's right. You know, we just, and so people come here and they get this new life and they start to really figure out who God is. Chloe and I were talking today about the salvation class we do. Or module in salvation. People read that salvation. They say, I know what I'm saved. I don't know what that is. And they don't take the class. 
So we name it something else, foundations or solutions or something like that. And people take it and get waylaid by the subject is salvation. 100% say they don't need a class on salvation. And 100% after the class say, I knew nothing about salvation. Because what we teach in there is what Jesus says about being saved, about being rewarded with eternal life. Good. And they go from here, and the world, this the spirit of the Antichrist, good. starts eating, and he defined that. Anything that denies Jesus' lordship and the Father's place in our life. Yeah. Jesus came to give us a relationship with the Father. I love that Campus Crusade for Christ. The bridge to the Father is Jesus. He came to gave us, give us and reveal to us the Father's heart. And we go and we walk to the Father's heart on Jesus, but then we get busy with the world and the anti and the spirit of antichrist starts to tell us that what we oh that's not important no that's not important no that's not important yeah, that's good until we're seduced back into this misery and they walk through the door and it's like it seems like you've returned to who you used to be wow don't do that wow. time out and it really is wonderful when one of them goes forth from here and gets it Amen. and keeps it and it happens i mean it's really cool yeah it does happen it that's really like, is yeah I, I've I, been talking to Veronica lately and, yeah. uh, you know, emails and she's got I'm looking for an email she sent me today. Aww. It seems like she kept it. And, you know, yeah. Veronica's someone that. Bless you, Veronica. Yeah, bless yeah. you, Veronica. She's in Texas. It seems like she's kept her joy. Yeah. She's kept that because she, she liked herself mm-hmm. when she left here. And it seems like she does. And she loves Jesus. And it seems like she does. It's awesome. Right? Anyway, yes, I so. just, well, there's a few things that you said, and, but. It, What's interesting to me, Luke, is that it says even now many antichrists. Right. And that plural. Was what, yeah, that's what I want to talk about because the, the word antichrist is one of those like we thought it was big like a, scary words that people he's a monster. People he's don't a, necessarily know fully how to define it. We read some stuff from Revelation. It's kind of one of those nebulous, weird yes. terms, right? Yeah. Horror, horror show. And you he, know, it's in, not really. Yeah. It's not really that confusing. No. Though. So can you maybe define? For well, us, in or the, Vicky. Sorry, Vicky. Go ahead, Vicky. Vicky. Wants to, That's I, I Vicky's thing. Okay, go ahead. She's waving at me. I, I, yeah, I'm waving. Hello. I just went on a long time, and she was <laughs> dancing in her seat trying to get a word in. Um, that, well, that's what's fascinating to me is that the the, the nebulousness of um, what you said, Luke, is that the antichrists, you know, have gone from us. And it sounds like it's it's you know we talk here about the be in the world system. You know, anything yeah. that takes you away from Jesus is yeah. the anti is antichrist. Right. Which just the word is just antichrist. Thank you so much. They're fixing my microphone. Um, in the last hour, well, we can look around. I've been a Christian 43 years, and you can look around and say, I think this might be the last hours. Um, you know, if it's not, I don't know how much darker it can get. It probably really can, and I'm sure it will be. But um, that's what I see is right now is that everything is antichrist. Our whole social, economic, society, mm-hmm. culture is anti-Jesus. Mm-hmm. And everything, every legislation in America, every legislation I see in, in like in Western world is antichrist. And I don't know what happened. Why? In that it denies denies the, the sovereignty of Jesus, of Jesus right. or who He is. Go ahead. And even so, I don't know what happened. Um, why the antichrist has been is so emboldened now? But he really, he they he system really is. And I think it's because. What Steve was just saying about that you don't retain the the joy of your salvation or what's what got you saved you forget yeah. and you know and Jesus says I wish that you were hot or cold but because you're lukewarm I must put you out of your mouth so for me it's like the world just seduces you yeah. with with 
the Antichrist, in my opinion, is 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 this, the quest for knowledge, the quest for success, the quest to put your kids in, in a, a university, the quest for health care, the quest for a nice house, everything, the comforts of society. And I just, I just talked to a friend yesterday, and she said, you know, because I have money in the bank, I'm so concerned about money. I just, when I have it, I worry way more about it. When I don't have it, it's just a freedom. And it's really true. When you have money, it, I, and I said, yeah, you see the bank account just going down, mm-hmm. and it's mine, mine, mine. And the truth is, it's not. It's Jesus. That's it's, good. And so the, the, even that, you know, there's just all these pressures. To, and the pure, the pure truth of the milk of the gospel, the meat of the gospel, is reading the words of Jesus, the red letters, like you said, yeah. because an, the antichrists are so emboldened right now in our culture. Yeah. That's, I mean, John makes it, I guess, quite clear here in verse uh, 22, where he says, Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. And, you know, just that idea um, is, I, I think for me, when, when he breaks it down that simply, like, I think I, I, my first thought is to get caught up on, well, people don't aren't necessarily intentionally denying the sun it's not it's not like people go out from churches and say some do but often it's not like it's not like like, it's not like like now i deny jesus completely it's that it's It's a little it's a little step right honestly they can be talking about jesus and be denying jesus they go Mm -hmm. out and they want to be wise in their own eyes and they're figuring it out and they just go there they just zig when they should have zagged and they start saying things about jesus that just aren't true because that's what they want to be true yeah they or want to confused. create him. They're confused. They yeah. want to create him in their own image, the image of what they want him to be. Yeah. And that's honestly, it's pretty clear in the Bible that there is a antichrist for the end times. There is a guy who comes in a false prophet and there's a guy who comes and, and, and solves the world's mm-hmm. problems. You know, and we all thought, Mel, well, since when has the world ever had a single problem? Mm-hmm. Well, COVID was that mm-hmm. example. You know, it, the whole Everyone world did this energy. thing. And um, a, a, a savior rises up to solve, and that is the Antichrist, which, you know, Mark of the Beast and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But what John's talking about is not that guy. He's talking about the spirit of the Antichrist, which is anything that's been a, that's been around since his day, is around in our day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like every single episodic television show I know is promoting anti-christ anti-christian every christian they put on there's a weirdo a judgmental person harsh uh stupid or is doing right things and they were are calling that wrong like for instance if a if a christian person even if on an episodic tv is anti-abortion from a loving point of view and it's not that evil you know you're all murderers you're all horrible you're, you're you're of the devil the guy's actually spouting something reasonable they make that, since they disagree with that position, they make it look horrible. Yeah. And all of those things are an anti-Christ position. All, and mm-hmm. an, they are anti the truth of Jesus Christ. You know, I remember a guy saying, well, Jesus did get a little testy once with the in a temple one day. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's anti-Christ because Jesus spoke boldly to those people. He did not hide the truth from them. And he got testy a lot in those in, in his words being, well, today you'd be called 
you'd be called harsh today mm -hmm. if you talked like Jesus did to the religious leaders because what they were doing was anti-Christ. Mm -hmm. They were rejecting the Savior that was sent to them to the point where Jesus wept. Jesus cried over Jerusalem and said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered you under my wings because they were buying into the anti-Christ position. They had a, a, a zealot movement, a political party called the Zealots that was becoming violent against the Romans. And they were anti-Christ. And, and they came and they said, the Christ is only coming to be a, a, a general of our army mm -hmm. to lead us to victory over the Romans. That isn't what the Christ came to do. That isn't what the Messiah came to do. So their philosophy was anti-Christ because it was meant to celebrate the Christ. It was meant to follow the Christ, but to their liking, to their the likings. way they wanted it yeah. to be. And so their position was anti-Christ. And any religion formed that you're making Christianity fit your need, like the, the, the wealth people that... that they need another jet or they need another gold. So they teach, a, they teach messages to get the offering up. That is an anti-Christ message. That mm. is anti. That's controversial. It's not what Jesus came to do. So Good. anything that's essentially not pointing to Jesus Christ, his words, his message, his mission. Salvation through Jesus yeah. alone. Anything yeah. not pointing to salvation through Jesus alone, that faith is not about believing for money. It's not about believing to get more anything. Wow, it's about giving your life away, laying down your life for your neighbor. I think you should say that again. How, faith is not what? Faith is not about making more money or causing diseases to go away or, or, or claiming a power from God. Faith is believing in the cross of Jesus Christ wow. for salvation and the forgiveness of sins. What is the love of the Father? For this is how we know we love him. For God so loved the world. And all of them are that he died for us. This is the love of the Father that he laid down his life for us. And that's so how good. we know he loves us. He sent Jesus to die on a cross. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. So what is our response to that? We are to be, true faith is laying down your life for the, for the world. Love as you've been Being loved. like Jesus. He came to lay down his life for the world. It is not being rich and famous. It is not being comfortable. It, that's antichrist. What following Jesus Christ is about is laying your life down for your neighbor, laying your life down for your brother, loving one another as I have loved you by doing, feeding, giving action to those who are the least of these, your brother. That's what the Christian message is. And anything that says different, any, the, the thing that says it's not about works. Well, it is about works, people. I mean, when we meet Jesus Christ, we're supposed to be conformed into his image. His image was feeding people, yeah. healing people, preaching, going from town to town, at his, at, you know, not, not getting rich, and then eventually laying down his life and dying for our sins, being what John just called the propitiation of our sins. The remove the dusting of our sins, the actual turning it to dust and letting it blow away. Mm. We're no longer guilty of what we did. We're no longer going to be punished for what we did. And then become like him and forgive everyone what they did. Give to everyone the way he did. Mm. Feed, clothe, visit, preach All good action. news of salvation yeah. to those. And then in the end, laying down his life. And that's what we said. No greater love has anyone than that they lay down their life for their neighbor. That's good. And if you want to be great in the kingdom, you want to be great in Christianity, become the servant of all. Wow. And this is not the message that's being preached. This is the Christ message. 
any and, and the ones that take away from that not any other message but any that take away from that any that say this that going and doing deeds of love is not what christianity is about is an antichrist message wow and that's what john's saying once you leave me you get well i could use this faith as a power to make me comfortable i could use this faith as a power to make me wealthy yeah i can take this wealth and use it all on me that's an antichrist message mm. when he said foxes have holes birds of the air have nests but the son of man has nowhere to lay his wow. head. come and follow me that's why it's called the uncommon truth because right. jesus's words the um it just the messages i mean it's it's a it's a hard it's a hard it's a hard standard. It's That's a hard. Right. Me- it's a hard message, and we we as Western American or Western culture, whatever whatever we are, what are we called? Western, Western world. Yeah. What? Western, the Western world. The West. Yeah, Western yeah. world. The West. We just have really watered it down, and, and and honestly, that's why it's just when we were when we were coming up, this message was not foreign. Yeah. This is a message that we came up with, and it's like it's I don't know the spirit of the Antichrist for Steve's forty seven years, and I'm forty three, right? years of being a Christian is the spirit of the Antichrist has really eroded the mess the pure message of Jesus Christ yeah. read the words of Jesus and act upon him That's really if good. you don't have any other messages read the word just you know just act upon the words of Jesus and you'll be fine yeah you know don't dismiss him you know, well, Jesus said if anyone would come after me yeah it's like they must deny themselves pick up their cross and follow pick me up their cross any message that doesn't say that any message that does that takes away from that is an Antichrist spirit Wow. And all of us are, I'm not even criticizing people. I'm, no. I mean, I've got to be on guard. Like I can't on audio show on guard means to me, but <laughs> what it means is, I mean, you're aware that every day you could be swept up in the Antichrist. It's so strong now. I got a whole church of people that want to serve me because of my position. I can start taking advantage of that and say, because of my position, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't deserve this. That's I'm right. very grateful for the help they do. Yeah. And, and the people who who try to help me give their life um, away Jesus. Yeah. To give their life away for me. Yeah. I mean, I want to make sure, well, then I'm giving my life away for them too. That's you know, it's good. like, if you want to be great, you got to be the servant of all. Well, there is no position that takes away your need no to be a servant seats. of all. And any message that takes away from that and creates a hierarchy of pastor, a hierarchy of reverend or minister of God or man of God hierarchy has completely lost their way in terms of the message of Jesus Christ. So therefore, it's an antichrist spirit. It's the spirit of the antichrist. That's really, really good. That's that's, that's really so good. profound. Everything that we're um, the just the, the kind of I'm having a revelation yeah. is that you know, like I know there will be the antichrist that rises up or whatever. But but this is so good. This is like wow, my brain is just blown because. It, we are so susceptible mm-hmm. susceptible to the antichrist spirit jealousy yeah. envy you know bitter root judgments those can all be that too i want mine pleasant of taking care of ourselves Correct. above jesus I, yeah take care of myself without jesus and yeah. I, I can do all things through christ who strengthens yeah. me right go I, ahead Rick. i was thinking about uh, something that one of our friends uh, roland baker says is he talks about how uh, jesus is the goal and how often in churches or even our lives we try to make church growth the goal or Love our it. program the goal. Right. Being blessed. Being yeah. blessed or the finances or the what. And we, we success. All these Christian things we look to as the goal, like, you know, a big one being like, say, church growth, right? Yeah, that we're and, susceptible and it, that one. And it becomes, it takes, that becomes the goal above loving Jesus, following Come Jesus, on. serving mm-hmm. Jesus, right? It's and really I, good. I wonder if some of this is that our measuring stick or our metrics, whatever we're looking at to measure success 
in our lives is the thing that causes us to fall into this antichrist spirit is because we're, we're we're looking for that's you, it. you know the wrong things the measuring stick is really good yeah. yeah because that's you know that's what i was saying and that's it it's like anything that takes you away from jesus yeah. the measuring stick of success or me taking care of me yeah, yeah that's an antichrist spirit isn't and it? the most common wrong thing is me <laughs> it's it's what it's for me the What's cross is not, it crosses for me. Correct. But once I find it, and now I become a soldier of the cross, mm-hmm. a it's worker of me. the cross, I'm, you know, now I'm his, mm. now I become his, you know, he says, send messengers out to the highways and byways. That's what I am, mm. a messenger for him. And the number one wrong thing that I can get caught up in is that this is all about you. Come, come and be blessed. Come and receive everything that God has for you. That's a wonderful message. It's a wonderful part of the message for the person who lays down their life. You can't take out what Jesus says about anyone who gains their life will lose their soul. Better that you lose your life to gain your soul not lose your soul. Did I say it right? I don't know. I Anyone I, I, who loses their li- gains their life will lose their soul. Yeah. It's better that you lose your life and gain your soul. It's so clear. Yeah. It's so clear what this is about. So you come to Jesus and John later gets mad about this. <laughs> I wish I, I'd rather you mutilate yourself. You know, I'd rather you get just fall in a pit. Could have been thing. harsh, a little bit harsh. Well, he got mad because yeah. he was there to see Jesus. He was at the cross. And to see people changing the message made him mad. Yeah. And he got to live the longest. He lived to be an old man. Yeah. And he got to have Mary with that? him. John. John. John, okay. okay. The one so, who wrote so he's the almost like, he's the one that's seen everything. I, I started at the beginning and now I see the worthy Antichrist that said yeah. they were with us have yeah. gone out from us. And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Then when the Romans, really Romans took on Christianity, of course, John was gone by then. They were hunting him in his life. But when they finally took on Christianity, they turned it into a hierarchy. Mm. They turned it into a holy man thing. And and that's not what Jesus mm. came to do. He must be the servant of all. Wow. Lay, deny yourself, pick up your cross. And, and John is saying anything that doesn't do that is a liar. And you know who the father of lies is. The spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everything that sets itself against the message, message the pure message of Jesus, pure message it could be an Jesus. Antichrist spirit. And Lord, wow. help us have help me, the Lord. pure message of Jesus. Because I don't claim to. I'm on a journey. I'm fighting constantly with the wrong things I've been taught in my mind. And let me just tell you, you know, I started out my Christianity wanting to go to seven Bible studies a week. And I did for some time. I had to fit it working, you know, fellowship and seven Bible studies a week. You know, just, I was so hungry for the word. And I would study 17 hours when they asked, when I finally, it wasn't finally, it was right away. They asked me to be the youth pastor. And I was so intimidated to teach his words and not teach it wrong, you know. And I just remember turning everything as a 19-year-old, turning everything to Jesus. We just got to follow Jesus. We just got to listen to Jesus. But over the course of my life, getting into churches that were bigger, you know, getting into churches that were looking for church growth, and they were concerned about whether I wore a T-shirt or didn't, you know, they got back into the how you look and, you know, what to present. And pretty soon I got inundated with wrong thinking. And I, I remember thinking and believing wrong things. But it's it's such a seductive mm-hmm. thing that the ch- the world church doesn't inherit or in in like breathe in the world system's message, and only takes listen to Jesus, find out what Jesus is talking about, what he's truly calling a man to be or a woman, and then when you add 
David and Solomon and Moses and Elijah and Nehemiah and all those people, when you add them, you're adding them and never letting the foundation of Jesus Christ's teachings no. get muddied, get perverted, get diluted. Right. And then you get to the end of the book where John again is writing the book of Revelation. Jesus is writing letters to the churches saying, don't be diluted. Right. It really right. is the big deal. On that point, just to jump in real quick, I, I, I remember the, the first, I became a Christian. I, I think I decided to read the Bible from you know start to finish because that's how that's how I read books right no one said oh you should start in the New Testament so I remember that I I read from start to finish and then what happened was I read the Old Testament and then when I got to the New Testament and I started to notice there were like differences between the two I was like oh I have to fit what Jesus said into what they had said and I was trying to instead of reading his words first and then when I read the Old Testament being like oh well Jesus is the primary source and they ha I have to throw out what they said and there was a real like confusion because I was trying to hold them both equally or wait the Old Testament more than the New Testament it was a very confusing time it was only when I you know took your challenge that we we talk about pretty much every week where it's like okay let's read Matthew Mark Luke and John a, a few times over until yeah. we really know what Jesus says and make that our primary source that I was able to then go back to the Old Testament go back to those things and be like wait oh Jesus says this and and now I, I am able to see where I was able to see where his words were higher or greater. And, you know, what Solomon said here, okay, that's how it used to be. But now Jesus says this, so it's a higher standard. And I was able to make it all make sense. Whereas yeah. before it was like, well, how does this fit with this? And just confusion. Right? They don't fit. Right. No, they don't fit. Because you're trying to, what you're, what you're describing is what so many people do. And then yeah. they tell people, read proverbs every month every and read day. psalms every day, every day. yeah 31 proverbs every yeah. every month yeah. read all of solomon so all yeah. of the 31 chapters. Proverbs. so read it every day and read a chapter a day and then read the psalms continually yeah. and it's like no 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 i mean i almost like read john right. every new convert i come across says what do i do I read john yeah. come back to me after you've read john i might tell you to read john again and I, but I'll probably tell you to move to Matthew, then Luke, because yeah. it's John and then Matthew in the clarity. Then you want to get into the nuances, read Mark. But I, I always tell them, read Matthew, John, then Matthew, then Luke, and then Mark, and, and then go back and read John again. You know, it's like, just read these. And today what I tell people, just read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mm -hmm. you know. What I was wanting to say, though, I guess, in my in my reading of the Old Testament and my equal weighting of it, or my above, putting it above Jesus, I actually, in a sense, unintentionally was of the Antichrist because I was thinking, speaking, acting on something that wasn't Jesus' message. It was right. the Old Covenant thing, right. and that even that in itself is a very easy way to get confused, confused and really living a message that isn't right. his message. Right. Everybody that does what you just described comes out confused. Yeah. Everybody. Right. Everybody comes out explain confused. It, explain it again, because that was really good. So so when you started out as a new believer, yep. you read the whole Bible. Genesis through. through. Yep. And so we are uh, we are under the new covenant. Right. So when you did that, you there was a conflicting message for Correct. you, which you, you equated now to that even could be the spirit of the Antichrist because you're confused. I'm living, I'm, I'm living Solomon's message as opposed to Jesus' message. Correct, which that's good. Right. You know, they and quite often I, contradict. Yes. Right, and if I then explain my confusion to somebody else and it spreads and I'm pushing people it's away really from good. Jesus unintentionally rather than I think that's probably them, right? that probably in and of itself is probably one of the major um, 
spirit breakdown of the uh, in, the sp- in the spirit yeah. of the Antichrist is that we are so confused, just yeah. like you were, and we're not trying to be confused. We're not trying to have the spirit of the mm-hmm. spirit of the Antichrist. And people are like, "Oh my gosh, you're saying no." I'm saying if you're living the message of of Solomon or David instead of Jesus. You know, they come, you read to figure out the Old Testament and who God is because yep. he never changes. But you read the words of Jesus to find out who we are and how we live. So that's that probably in, in, the, in the, these last 25 years has really become predominant that we want to live Proverbs which, or we want to live David. That's really a great point that that's People are literally saying live them. Yes, they are telling and people. That's, I mean, that's yeah. the absolute teaching to live them. Right. And that's ridiculous. Crazy. Yep. Uh, and I want to clear something up. We are not saying don't read them yeah, at all. Again. We are not saying don't read already, the um, Old Testament or <laughs> Solomon. Up on us. Yeah, they probably have. <laughs> yeah. After what we're saying, saying is yeah. don't read them for how you live. Wow. Read them specifically to know who God is. Yeah. David's great gift and Solomon's great gift is how they saw God. Mm. David saw majesty and wonder. Solomon saw the do's and don'ts, the likes and dislikes. And he spelled out those likes and dislikes better than anything I've ever seen. He spelled out the consequences for action, the the, uh, sow and reap of life better than anyone else has ever in history spelled these things out. David, the majesty and wonder of God. And... I mean, we should read it to know who, I mean, he'll show you how beautiful and awesome it is. There are Psalms, dead serious, that are about wrath of God. Yeah. And no one reads those because <laughs> they are, I mean, they are like, yeah. they'll, they'll scare you. Oh, they'll, yeah. They'll scare you. Well, sometimes you're reading a nice Psalm and it's, he's worshiping the Lord and everything's wonderful. And yeah. all of a sudden it's like, please kill all my enemies and. Yeah. Try the pestilence and you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> and, and it says, this is, teach this song to your children for all generations. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, they still want to teach little kids this. They'll have nightmares. And I'm telling you, we're not saying don't read these. We're saying it's the, the theology of reading them for how you live is antichrist. Reading them to know God, to know what Jesus bought you. Can you say that again? To read them to know God yeah, and to know what he did for you through Jesus Christ. Let me just tell you, read the Psalms that way. Then you read the gospel and and what John's writing here about Jesus. And you're really thankful to Jesus that you didn't have to come under the, that kind of covenant with God. You really do. You go, wow, this is what I was due for my sins. And Jesus gave me a second chance and gave me a bridge to that same God that's described over here and gave me a bridge to have him be my father, not my judge and master. He will be my judge and master, but he'll be judging, hopefully, a son. And he will be the master of a son. I'll be the, I'll be the prince of the house, not the, the, you know, the scullery maid. Mm-hmm. I, will be, I will be a child in the, in the, in the castle, not the knight standing at the door guarding. That'll be angels. Yeah. And and so when I read the old covenant, man, I really am, it makes me love Jesus because it tells me that I'm not going to come under that kind of, that kind of rule. I'm going to live in 
on a bridge, a narrow path though, to my to this door to my That's father's good. kingdom where I will be seen in a completely different light than a person who tries to live the old covenant. So and the confusion comes from people telling you to read the whole thing first. No, you got, you've got to just be absolutely drowned in the new covenant, <laughs> which is the gospels. And then in my, in my case, it was the whole book of Revelation, but I recommend to you the, the first three chapters of Revelation. Yeah, it's great. Then the gospels, then the first three chapters of Revelation, the gospels, and I mean, just really get buried. And then go to the epistles, which is these letters. All the letters, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, all of them, Corinthians. And then these individual letters from John, Peter, you know, uh, the ones to Timothy and Titus and Philemon. And, and just read them to understand what from the philosophy of what Jesus taught, not creating your own religion. I love it. They, people read these and use them as a way to discount what Jesus said. So good. It's, good. it's not by works. Well, Jesus said it is by works. <laughs> yeah. And John, but these aren't how you're saved. So how does this marry together? Well, I'm not saved by works. But if being saved doesn't inspire me to do works, then I have not got the love of God in me. The love of God is to imitate Jesus who did a work of salvation. And he died for the people. And the Bible teaches clearly that my love for the world has to include me giving up my life for the world. And that doesn't mean going to a cross and being nailed, though it could. It doesn't mean definite. It means that I give up my dreams. I lay down my rights to serve the cross of Jesus Christ and get more people into heaven. One of the reasons I know that I want my church to grow is I want the gospel to spread more. I want to teach more people to go out and preach the gospel with their lives, laying their lives down. I just think the world, the, the people I see out there don't deserve to go to hell someday. I, they, they really, I really want them to get what Jesus offered, yeah. the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is forgiveness, propitiation, if you can handle that word, the dissolving of their sins, That's really the good. satisfaction of, of the penalty is what it's really, really probably breaks down to the satisfaction. God's satisfied with your forgiveness through Jesus Christ That's mm-hmm. good. and he doesn't punish you. That's really good. So just to close, I just want to read verse 23 and 24. It says, whoever denies the son does not have the father. The one who confesses oh. the son has the father also. Wow. As for you, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you will also abide in the Son and the Father. And just, uh, what does it mean to confess the Son? And what that's does it the, mean that's to abide exactly, in the yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Both confess and abide are the yeah. same thing. In, in the same vein, they're different sides of the same coin. Everybody thinks confess is just, I say, I say, okay, I confess Jesus. That is not what it means. It means that my life speaks of my obedience and following of his truth. My life speaks of my imitation, my attempt anyway, good grief, my only, it's barely an attempt to imitate Jesus in every way. That's what confessing and by abiding boils down to. It's not what those words mean in America today, mm-hmm. but it is what they mean in John's world where he wrote this. Um, he was probably in the Roman Empire, the Greek, you know, the Greek c- controlled by Rome. And, um, he wrote these things and what he means is when you confess you are not an undercover christian because oh. they were being hunted 
but that you don't walk in fear and live in fear, but you stand up proud to confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord, not the emperor, Mm. that you're willing to abide in Jesus, that every day you're aware of his presence in your life is the Holy Spirit has made his home in you. That's what abiding in him is. It's he's in you, then you have to be in him. And that's it's 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 an evident thing that your life has changed, that you're transformed, that you're you're no longer you. You're you're, you're representing him in the world, and you're willing to say, "Here I am." Um, and and they hid, but they didn't hide from the people they were preaching to. They were very bold in their pronunciation, and they were being arrested and suffering. And he's that's what he's talking about. If you abide and confess, meaning you stand up for Jesus. Yeah. You live in Jesus. He's good. He's your goal. The preaching of the gospel is your goal. That's good. really good. So I guess for for us, the, the challenge is, are we going to confess? Are we going to live this life that is Christ? Or are we going to get caught up in the spirit of the Antichrist? Really yeah. You know, I, I really want to. I really yeah. want to lay down my life for yeah. this world the way Jesus did. And I... I can't say I did. I can tell you. I can tell you stories all day of how I want to. That's about all. Me too. Yeah. It's a, Me it's too. A, it's a daily choice, right? It's yeah. not just a. It's a it moment is. by yeah. moment yeah. choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a second by second choice yes, because we live in this. We'll be in this world, but not of this world. That's right. It really is. This world is, and the, and the spirit's getting more and more. So it's a moment. Amen. It's a second by second. Amen. Come on with us, man. Yeah. Come on with us. Keep listening. T- write us and tell us what you think of what we're saying. Yeah. Argue with us if you want to. Yeah. Just just engage in the conversation of what it means and yeah well, thank you for joining us we'll be thank you uh, back soon we look forward to seeing you again have a great week you've been listening to the uncommon truth thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine we really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback you can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommon truth podcast at gmail.com you can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.